Good afternoon and welcome to the Ash Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, and that's Jazz Ball. Jazz is the chairman of the uh, Fan Advisory Board, Everton's Fan Advisory Board. And for those that spend probably too much time on social media, um, you'll have seen his name pop up quite a bit in the last few days. Jazz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come on. Um, I'm going to play. I think let's let's get the the, the thing that's caused everybody's uh, interest or attention in the last few days out of the way, and then we can talk about how, how we move forward. So no worries. I'm going I'm going to play. Uh, it's about a five second clip, which was the the key bit that you did uh, on Sky Sports News, and then um, the floor is yours. Have alongside me here the chair of Everton's newly formed fan advisory board. Jazz, delighted to see you. Before we talk about the Fan Advisory Board, there has been a small protest. A number of fans at Goodison Park this morning around lunchtime protesting about the current Everton Board. What would be your thoughts about that? Um, well, it, it's every fan's right to protest. It's every fan's right to support That's our team, however they, want to, um, however they feel they do want to support them. Um, personally, I, I wasn't there this morning. Um, I've, I've got a sort of different role. As you said, with the Fan Advisory Board, I'm, I'm sort of focusing on the engagement that I do have with that sort of senior levels within the club, um, which at the moment for me is working well. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm content with the, with the current board at the moment. There, there you go there. I'm sure you've listened to that many times. Um, the floor is yours. Yeah, OK. So um, first, just, I suppose, more to, to set the scene, um, more, more than anything else, on, on, on the Friday evening, <clears throat> I got a phone call from, from Alan Myers from Sky. Sky Sports News, um, and, and he told me that um, the Sky Sports News were looking to cover um, two, two bits of sort of Everton news from that week. One was going to be the, um, the the blog email that I sent out on the Wednesday, and the other piece was going to be covering the protest on Saturday, which is obviously the next day. Um, I I sort of uh, had a bit of dialogue with Alan and, and, and suggested that if they were being captured separately as different topics, then it would probably be better to record them at different locations. Um, and then I suggested that the Royal Library building, um, purely because that's that's where we had had our sort of first introductory meeting um, with other members of the Fan Advisory Board, the handover from the SSG, and, and obviously it was hosted by by the club and their headquarters. <clears throat> and then shortly after that phone call, um, Alan Alan messaged me back and said that Alan Irwin um, would meet me there at one pm. So that was the sort of the background. Um, as far as I was aware, from from the very off, um, there was going to be two. Um, sort of articles or two two bits of broadcast that were going to be captured and and I assumed that they would both be aired on the on the day and then shared on social media as well. Um, so obviously the, the the bit that I sort of opened with where, where I was asked about um, there has been a small protest number of fans at Goodson Park around um, this morning around lunchtime and what are your feelings about that and and, and I, I I opened up by first away first away saying. It's every fan's right to protest. It's every fan's right to support our team, however they feel they want to support them. And, and I'm assuming that, that 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 nobody had any issues with me saying that because, in effect, I'm just sort of throwing it out there that regardless of how Evertonians feel they want a club, it's totally within their right to do it their way. <clears throat> um, I then went on to say, uh, personally, I wasn't there this morning. Um, I've got a different role with the Fan Advisory Board. I'm focusing on the engagement that I do have with the senior levels within the club, which at the moment, for me, um, was working well. So I, I was I was content with the current board at the moment. Now, 
Um, I realised that, of course, confusion, um, and, and I'm aware how that has been construed by some, as obviously personal opinions aren't necessarily the fab view. Well, well not necessarily, they, they aren't the fab view. Um, and I admit that I shouldn't necessarily have given the person personal view, and I, and I totally take that on the chin. Um, in sort of excuses, um, I'm not normally one for making excuses, but I, I wasn't on my A game. I, I just returned from um, from being out in the US watching a preseason tour um, less than 24 hours before. I was a bit jet lagged, and if if anyone can sort of give me a bit of grace on that, I, I really would appreciate it. Um, but but since my time on the forum, particularly in light of the fan led review, when I was asked um, when I asked the CEO back in the day to to let let us as the fans forum carry out fan engagement, I, I was supported. And we were allowed to, to run that without any interference from the club. And then that sort of continued then um, during the, the, the lifetime of the ESSG, which carried out sort of further fan consultation and made the recommendations to the club about what effective fan representation at board level could look like. Um, now, obviously, the FAB is, is very much in its infancy. Um, but we had a sort of introductory meeting at the beginning of July and, and the CEO gave us... Um, gave us um, a, a sort of comment Jordan that basically showing that she fully embraced it and um, so in, in, I suppose coming back to the to the interview comment in its full context I did say I'm focusing on the engagement that I do have with the senior level within the club which at the moment for me is working well so I'm content with current board at the moment so it's all about my um, working relationship with senior personnel within the club at the moment and, and, and that's obviously caveated by saying that that may change um, as, as sorts of things progress. Um, I'm not by any means saying that I support what has happened over the last six years such as large consecutive losses despite significant investment and sort of hiring of uh, sort of high profile club staff such as Rafa Billy says. Um, I, I suppose where I'm going with that is that I'd rather see improvement by working with people than working against them at the moment. And for me, um, due to, to sort of the, the working relationships I've had over the last year and a half, um, I, I feel like to me, they are listening and engaging. Um, the, um, I think also the sort of strategic review was only started at the tail end of last year. And although some sort of changes on the, the football inside the house have been in evidence with the appointments of Kevin Thelwell um, and sort of changes within the academy with the new director, so Gareth Prosser, and sort of coach educated, a few other roles. Um, and then also, I, I personally think that, that there has been changes in terms of communications too. I, I can't remember when the last communication was via Jim White, well, which, which was meaningful. Obviously, there was bits that came out saying, I spoke to Farhad and he's, he's not prepared to chat to me or he, he said, I'll, I'll do it a different way. Um, but certainly since since that time, there's been sort of, I think three times maybe, is it, that, that, that he's sort of written direct to the fan base. Um, I also sort of see improved communication from the CEO who has a sort of column within program notes. And, and, and sort of, uh, uh, so in, in my mind, they are sort of moving in the right direction, I suppose. And, and in terms of the personal opinion bits, um, I just want to sort of make it clear that just despite being sort of ex-military, that in no way means that this is an autocratic fan advisory board. It, it, it is a full democracy. The, the, the terms of reference are clear that all members have one vote each. But as all FAB members, I suppose, would be expected to push a joint decision um, if it was voted on, that if it's a particularly emotive subject, that may mean that it potentially be unfair on FAB members to, to state something that they sort of vehemently disagree with, in which case the FAB may not just have a formal stance on an issue. Um, and I, I think I think that was the I think that first comment was it was the bit that probably provoked um, quite a lot of the, the fan reaction. And 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 you know I, I just I just like to, to sort of echo some of the comments that and the chats that we've had over over a long time where 
Um, I, I think we need to be respectful of, of other Evertonian fans. And I'll, I'll go straight out there and say, look, there's members of the 27 who, who I'm good pals with, who, like David Witch, um, sort of Hippo, yourself. You've, you've all sent me messages of support during this saying, look, despite what your personal opinion may be, I mean, we're still all Evertonians, we're still mates. It's, it's, it's perfectly right that we do have sort of different opinions. Yeah. Okay. So an awful lot to unpack in that, in that jazz, which we'll probably spend, you know, next 20 minutes or so um, talking about just, just in terms of, you know, the, the comment that you made and then the reaction to it. I, I do think, uh, and, I, and I hope a lot of Evertonians think the same way uh, and possibly I've been guilty of it in the past with one or two individuals. Um, sometimes we do show a lack of respect to people that we uh, don't agree with. Um, and I think that's something that we've all got to learn from and, and, uh, get better at in terms of like listening to the message rather than shooting the messenger. Um, because ultimately, well, I think there's a couple of things on, 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 at a sort of personal, at a human level, we've got to remember that there is another human that's expressing that opinion and, you know, mental health issues are prevalent in society these days. Um, and that's no different in terms of football fans. We all, we all have those issues. Some people can cope with them better than others. Um, I guess it, a lot of it depends on what's going on in your life elsewhere as well. Um, but there has to be greater respect, I think, uh, for individuals. And then secondly, I think if there is greater respect, there's a greater opportunity uh, to talk and a greater opportunity to discuss the points where, where there are differences. And I'm not necessarily saying that we need to all arrive at the same, with the same view, but by discussing these points, I think we have a stronger case to present um, to the club as against, you know, a, a sort of a, a not united, uh, a sort of a disparate fan base. I think if we can find ways of um, of unity, then uh, our case to the club for change, our case for uh, a better Everton, time for a better Everton, for example, is much stronger if there's greater respect for the, for the differences. So Absolutely, um, and, and I think the, the end of last season was a prime example of, of the, the power of a united fan base. Yeah, because there was one common thing. The interesting thing about that is um, that should never have gone away. And it sort of dissipated a little bit over, over the summer. And one, why, why am I saying it should never have gone away? It should never have gone away because actually the, the issues that the fans were rallying against um, are still prevalent amongst the club. Not, there hasn't been many cures to the problems that got us into the position that we were in at the end of the season, from my perspective. Um, you know, we can talk about what's happening in the transfer market, but we can also talk about what's happening in, in, in the club generally. And I would argue that there still isn't the level of change that's required uh, to get us back to being a competitive football club, let alone not being uh, you know, potential relegation candidates. Um, so I, I think the, the unity that we showed at the end of last season, we need to show again in terms of support for the team. Um, but also we need to, I think we still need to address this issue, which hopefully the Fund Advisory Board can do, of applying pressure to the board and applying pressure to the owner in particular uh, to create scenarios where um, the football club is a better football club. I suppose where you and I might differ is I don't see much evidence of that so some of the things that you were talking about for example in terms of uh, communication 
I don't I don't see any evidence evidence of the, of that at all. Um, and if you think that's a strong opinion, well, it is a, gen, a genuine opinion. No, Paul, I'm, I'm, and that, that's exactly what we're saying that the people are entitled to their opinions. How how people their perceptions of of what they see, hear, read. That, that's 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 what makes us all individuals, and 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 that's why we are such a strong fan base. That and, and personally, I, I think that's why organisations like the Fans Forum and the Fan Advisory Board work because that there are it, it is a, a sort of broad church of, of opinion and ideas. So how do you, let's let's get on to the, the fan advisory board then. I think there's bits that we'll come back to in terms of what you said initially. So it's called the fan advisory board. Yeah. In your minds, what what does advisory board in your mind, sorry, what does advisory board mean? So I I I the way the way I understand it to be um is that the, the fan Obviously, the, the clues in the name, Fan Advisory Board. So I suppose it touches across a couple of areas. Um, I'd expect the, the sort of the club's chief exec and board to seek advice from the FAB as representatives of the fan base. But to be able to, to do that and represent Evertonians effectively, all members of the FAB will have to be constantly engaging. And, and that is what we're trying to work out now, how, how this happens, the, the best avenues to, for doing this, whether that's face-to-face, whether that's Twitter spaces, whether that's through sort of engaging with fan channels, um, and, and let's not forget, there's also organisations on, on this fan advisory board with uh, reserved positions. Now, they have sort of established um, channels already for um, for targeting certain areas of the fan base, whether that's Heritage Studios and Heritage Society, whether that's um, the traditional UK-based supporters clubs through the Sports Club Committee, whether that's... Um, people who who um, assume sports to the Everton Disabled Sports Association in terms of sort of accessible issues as well. So at the moment, there's a, a lot of work for us to do in this sort of shaping phase because it's literally just three weeks since, since we have been formed. Um, I, I suppose in, in, in that sort of stance, you could say that the FAB could be construed as sort of special advisors to the club where we provide advice and fan sentiment. Um, now, ultimately, it will be a club decision, but there, there has been clear commitments through the process up to now that the board will take on the FAB's advice as part of that decision-making process, and that's that's what we expect to happen. Um, I, I suppose in terms of that special advisor piece as well, I suppose we that, that operates at different levels. So um, within the, the terms of reference with um, that the, the FAB is allowed to co-op subject matter experts. So if we are requiring advice maybe about finances, we, we may approach yourself or, or Ken McGuire for advice. And then how that advice would be used would be down to the FAB to decide. And, and, and just, just sort of while we approach on that subject, if, if there are any professionals listening to this who, who think that they may be able to provide technical subject matter expertise and fields, we'd, we'd love to hear from them. Um, so can, I, can I just stop you on, on that point? Because it, it, it is a point that concerns me, actually. The Fan Advisory Board has no legal structure, does it? No, it doesn't, no. No. Um, so if it needs professional advice, such as, for example, uh, advice on, fi- on, on on finances, or if it needs legal advice, which I think is probably the most relevant bit. How, how does it go, how does it go about that? What's what's the what's the pra- you know practically how does it go about that? Because I for me I think I think this is one of the big issues about um, what's been agreed between the ESSG and the club to create the fan advisory board. That there's a structure here uh, that has uh, no there's no legal legal reference it, it doesn't exist as a legal entity you just have a group of individuals who uh 
through a process that's been agreed end up on on an advisory board but that advisory board has no standing in law so how does how does the fan advisory board if if it's going to perform its proper function in terms of providing advice uh, to the board on issues where uh, that the experts don't exist on the board itself and you know going through the board the fan advisory board there would be people with some business experience, for example, but I wouldn't necessarily say there's anybody there with legal expertise or necessarily financial expertise. How how do you actually go about getting that if you don't if you don't have a legal construct, if you don't have funding? How, how do you go how do you go about that? So I, I suppose one avenue, obviously, we're, we're working through all this at the moment. So we we obviously we formed at the beginning of July. We we had our sort of first meeting um, the, the the following week, just just prior to um, a few of us going out to America. Um, and we're working through sort of all our priorities, what triggers um, we would use, how how we think we could approach subject matter experts, whether that's through local contacts who are Evertonians who may be prepared to sort of offer their their, their expertise um, gratis, or or whether the, the, it has to sort of progress a different way. Um, obviously, it is very immature, and, and maybe if we have another one of these in a few months' time, we'd be the infrastructure and the sort of the our operating sort of procedures maybe a lot more firmed up. Um, but at, at, at the moment, it's it is very early stages now. But also, yes, even though the the fan advisory board isn't a legal entity, I would like to say that the the club proposed a memorandum of understanding to us that, that we're sort of reviewing internally, and then we'll provide feedback to the club. But that that is a, even though we're not a legal entity, there is a, a commitment of how they expect the relationship to work. Okay, and I'm not deliberately trying to give you a hard time, but how how can the fan advisory board be in any way considered to be independent if it's taking a memorandum of understanding that's produced by the club? So I'm probably going to time myself a knot here, but my understanding... I'm not trying, trying to trick you up at all. I'm, gen, I'm genuinely interested because you know there are claims made by the fan advisory board and certainly claims made by, by the club because it's in the club's interest to make these claims. That under scrutiny, you might think, well, actually, how does that work? So, my understanding of the, the the memorandum of understanding is that it is the club's commitments to engage with us as a formed body. Um, now, a lot of the information that was in the draft version was very relatable to the terms of reference in terms of we we will meet a minimum of um, quarterly. Um, two of those meetings will be with the CEO. Um, but then there's also the opportunity to have extraordinary meetings above and beyond that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean to sort of avoid the question, but I, rather than the experience got over the weekend where I potentially tied myself in a few no, knots, no, no. that's probably <laughs> probably best not to, <laughs> to, to dabble too far right. there. But then, okay, so if it, again, and I'm not giving, you know, this is not personal, I'm not giving you a hard time on it. If you if you say, okay, you're going to meet on a, on a quarterly basis, and actually, what it says on the club's website is that doesn't—that's not necessarily um, a long-term commitment. It just says for now. How how does that square with um, the club saying that the fan advisory board is an independent body for in-depth consultation? So, uh, and, and that's the exact words that the club uses. Yeah. So obviously that that. There's always a sort of formal structure in place. So uh, I suppose that formal structure is saying at least four times a year. Um, now, if, if there's an item that requires escalating, 
um, we, we could potentially trigger another one. However, that's not to say that the only sort of dialogue we're going to be having with the club is four times a year. Um, we, we will be sort of engaging with the club directly as as situations dictate. It's just that that's the, the formal structure and that's where the quarterly meetings come in. Um, that there will be sort of continuous engagement and to, to be meaningful, we, we can't be, in my mind, if, if, if the club approach a subject with us at the Fan Advisory Board and, and they want um, direct feedback, we can, we can give initial feedback, but we're sort of duty-bound to engage with the fan base and do a bit of our own sort of due diligence before we report back with a formal decision. No, I, I, I get that totally, because it then goes on to say that the Fan Advisory Board needs to consult with the fans in order to uh, pre- pre- present its views. It's just, again, you know, with, on, on the face of it, it sounds like um, a great thing, and I and I, I wrote about it eighteen months ago about structure, structure actually very similar to what what you've ended up with 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 a few differences. So don't get me wrong, I'm I'm totally in favour of a fan advisory board. I just see uh, prob- problems for the future in terms of how this works and the claims, particularly um, the claims of the of the club and the claims that the club will make in terms of you know being the first one to have it. And it being, you know, a, a prime example, and it's already been used back to me as a prime example of engagement with fans. Um, if it is a prime example of engagement with fans, then the, the structure of it and the uh, relationships and the channels that you can use and how uh, opinions such as mine or somebody else's uh, is, say, not represented by any any of the, the, the groups that are on on your committee how how does that get to the club because you could if you wanted to take the alternative view you could actually say that the fan advisory board well actually no before i say this and then actually question how how do people or rather how can people or can people um still engage with the club if they don't wish to engage through the fan advisory board so so um so, so from from the start, um, it's it's been clear that the the fan advisory board is not there to sort of um, to interfere with any of the current structured dialogue that the club does have. So whether that's through um, sort of operational levels, such as the fans forum, at the Heritage Society, um, Sports Club Committee, and sort of the international networks, or whether that is at the strategic level, like the, the shareholders couldn't have their engagements as well. So in terms of form formal structured dialogue, that those channels are open, will continue to be open, and and the FAB wouldn't have any sort of burning on those. Um, we we are in the process of of trying to flesh out how we do our engagements. Now, you, you, you'll know from my time on the forum, um, at, at, a, at a certain time, I think it was, a, well, it was Jordan last year, certainly, um, there were there's three campaigns um, that were, were getting talked about by the fan base. And, and, and that's the fans forum. Um, we, we sort of had a, a direct chat with each of these campaigns and, and we summarised that and we, we presented back to the club with the, the commitment that, that is pushed straight to, the, straight to the highest levels within the club. Um, I, I suppose the, the difference now is that if, if, if the Fan Advisory Board has that, those conversations, then it's not a case of passing it through another organisation to get straight to the board. It will be delivered straight to the board. Um, in, in terms of the, the other bit, that if there were other groups or campaigns or, or what have you that that want to make their own comms channels to the clubs, I, I, I'd fully support that. that. Why wouldn't I? Um, what I would say is, though, that if, if that is not successful or that there are any other issues or they want assistance, then they can potentially come through us to, to try and get some sort of cross-party support and, and, and help, help this sort of dialogue happen. 
So what? <laughs> firing lots of questions at you, but that's why you're here. Um, <laughs> what happens if a group of Evertonians, not currently represented, yeah. uh, come along with a view that perhaps uh, the majority of the fan advisory board don't don't agree with? So let's take, for example, the uh, the 27 campaign, and I don't want to, I don't want really to focus on the 27 campaign. Yeah. But a, let's say a campaign comes along and says, We're, we think that the shareholders should sell. This is not necessarily what the 27 campaign is saying, but let's say a campaign comes yeah. along. We think the shareholders should sell. And we think that the chairman and the CEO and the rest of the board uh, should be replaced as soon as possible. H how does the fan advisory board, assuming that, that you're not um, in, in agreement with that, how, how would they handle such a thing? We would pass it on. We would have the dialogue with the group. We would summarise it into a few bullet points or, or paraphrase or get an agreed sort of um, way to present it to the club. And we would present it. It's not a case of everything has to be in agreement with what the fan advisory board's thoughts are or individual members of the board are. It's about representing the fan base now, whether that's one person or that's a group of 3,000. If they come to us with with a sort of structured question or structured um structured narrative that they want us to present straight to the board of the club that that's exactly what we're here for so you're saying that um and it's okay for you to say this you know, and you can sort of back it up that it has both an advisory role but it also has a representative role oh, absolutely absolutely that this this will not happen unless we are fully representative of the fan base that, that that's 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 been the, the aim in, in my in my mind certainly of, of the fan advisory boards being able to, to prove that it's credible. And again, from, from what you've said earlier, um, you're hoping to put structures in place that allow it to become representative. Absolutely. Uh, that, 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 if, if we're not representative of the fan base, you, you could almost argue what, what's the point of having it? Yeah, and I think people would argue that um, very, very quickly. Um, yeah, exactly. and rightfully so. And then, let's follow this through. So, somebody comes to you with with a, with a view, and and they say, "Well, look, we've got the backing of, I don't know, the County Road Bobblers or um, the Brick Pub. You know, it could be anything. It yeah. could be any 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 group." Would, would they would they make a representation to you? Would they join the representation? Would, is the the opportunity for somebody from the Brick Pub, for example, uh, to come to a meeting where the club is present and argue their case? Um, I, I I don't think that's the way it'll go. I, I think it would, they'd be more than welcome to to join a fan advisory board meeting, um, and then we'd we'd have an agreed um, sort of position, I suppose, with with the the mem that that member or whoever raised the query, and then. We, we would take that to the club through through sort of our channels and our structured dialogue. Do, do you think again, and, and this is an open question, okay? Do you think can can an intermediary because you're not you're then acting as an intermediary? Can an intermediary present some you know the principal's case better than the principal? Um, probably not. Um, probably, yeah, well, probably very likely not to be honest. But but ultimately, it's. That I'm assuming this this organisation group would would only come to us if, if their own efforts had, had had not succeeded. 
or if they thought that um, the fan advisory board as it's set up as a representative organization should represent their case as much as what they're doing elsewhere through yeah. other uh, media or through other channels let's say yeah 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 of course yeah so uh, I, I, I don't think i don't think it would be um the fan advisory's board to to invite them to a meeting that they're having with the club but certainly in terms of inviting them to a meeting to present to the fan advisory board yeah that that's or even if, even if the that that look purely hypothetical, all members of the fan advisory board disagree with what has been told to us or what has been requested of us to be passed to the board, we will still pass that on to the board. Okay, <laughs> I'm not sure how that works, Jazz. To be honest with you, but um. Well, yeah, when we, when we have our said. meeting with the board, we obviously you said before we, we potentially couldn't articulate it in the, the the same manner as what it's articulated to us. But that that we're there to be representative. If 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 things are presented to us, we will present it to the club. Okay, and then in terms of I suppose the other aspect of what you do, uh, how much have you discussed with the club uh, your role again as a as supervisory? And this might go back to the point where you actually need to bring in external advisors to help you be supervisory. But is is there an expectation on the club that the fan advisory board becomes um, a point of accountability that doesn't exist elsewhere? I'm I'm not sure. It, it, it's early days. Obviously, the if we, if we look at what's happened on the back of the the fan led review. Um, one of the recommendations from that was the independent regulator for English football, the, the IREF. So if that, I believe there's a white paper due this summer, which will sort yeah. of flesh out the detail and the time frame for that. Um, but if, if the IREF is established, it, it, I'm assuming it would be the IREF's responsibility to regulate um, all English football clubs. I think the doors no, would be sorry, a requirement. Sorry, I, I wasn't thinking necessarily from a regulatory point of view. I was thinking sort of supervisory from the point of view of... Um, and in terms of accountability, uh, so uh, Mr. Finance Director Grant English, you said last, or you projected in in the meeting that we had six months ago, that we would only lose forty five million, but we've lost seventy eight. Do you envisage those types of conversations happening? I'd, I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, if 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 we are putting that position, about and and we're aware that we're aware of these. These issues, yeah, of course, of course, we'll highlight it. Um, I, 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 I suppose the supervisory bit is we, we, we will, if, if the club are telling us one thing and the club don't do that and we're aware of it or we pick up on it, of course, of course, we will we'll react to that and say, well, this isn't what you told us at our last meeting or at our last update. Yeah. And then, and, and then again, I'm just challenging you with different scenarios, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, so take, for example, you you were out in the US with the uh, with all, all the Evertonians and you, you saw us play a couple of games not very well. Yeah. Um, and but, but, but there's, there's some there's some great activities there at meeting the fan base over there. That was that was that was the, definitely the highlight of the trip. Both in terms of well, okay, let me ask you in terms of what the club organised, or in terms of what so uh, so, so I think organized. I think there's both. So so um, to be honest, I I I, I hedged the bets when we went out there. Um, Based on the fact that the, the club had announced that they were going to be doing events in Washington, um, Baltimore, and in um, Minneapolis as well, so there, there's some 
some events that were sort of third party events that were published in advance of the Men and Blazers events. Um, so luckily that, that tied in with the flight team, we went to that. Um, however, we also, um, I say we, as in me and Alex, my mate who I travelled with, um, we also went to all of the sports club events um, that, that a lot of people put a lot of hard yards into to put into place. So um, there, there was the, obviously the, the welcome to each of the, the sort of the host cities. There was the, the tailgate parties and then sort of the aftermatch tailgate parties. And then there's there's also a, a sort of farewell brunch as well that Baltimore did, but they, they were all organised by the fan groups themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and do you know what? That is, that, that, that's what I'm saying. That, that was brilliant. That was for me to get to see them and to meet them and to understand um, what why they had an Evertonian and, and 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 any concerns that they did have. I mean that obviously did yeah, that, that, that 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 was brilliant for me. As, as I say, that that was the highlight of the trip for me. No, and I, from from all the feedback that I I heard, um, that they were that they were actually fantastic events and everybody had a great time and um yeah, I mean it's amazing to travel that far and to find Evertonians uh, as passionate as they are for a club that hasn't done what it should have done for, 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 for so long. But and, and that also there's, there's the way of, of bringing their flavour as well. So so um, Baltimore Toffees, now that the tailgate party there was 200 metres from the stadium. So they had obviously seen the, the, the coach welcomes and they, they arranged their own um, march to the ground with the flags and the smoke. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just brilliant. Isn't it? It, it it almost brings the brings all Evertonians together, saying that it doesn't matter where you are, you can still do activities that, that, that show the rest of the fan base how, how committed and passionate they are. Yeah, I, well, uh, having lived away from Liverpool for so long, I, I've always firm, firm, firmly believed that anyway. And it's, but it's great to see evidence of, of, of that. So, so that's really good. Now, in terms of, so in terms of that trip, then in terms of what the fan advisory board might report back to um, the club. For example, if, if I asked you the question, I'm not asking you to answer on behalf of the club, but I'm, I'm just asking the question. Why, why wasn't the more, uh, for example, why, why wasn't the CEO there? Uh, why wasn't, uh, I don't think he was, but why wasn't the um, commercial director there? Why weren't there uh, corporate events so that we could... Uh, sort of engage with corporate America in terms of sponsorship opportunities, possibly even um, in terms of inv- investment opportunities. Is that the type of thing that you can take back to the, to the club? Because it, again, it seems to me that we, you know, we, we missed a big opportunity. One could talk for hours, no doubt, about the missed um, uh, retailing opportunities, mer- mer- merchandising opportunities, whilst the club uh, was in America. Are these the types of issues that you're going you're going to take back to the club? So, so obviously we're, we're, we're going to chat with the, the fans forum. Um, they, they they're, they're sort of very heavily involved with sort of sort of the operational levels there, and and, and they're, they're the prime sort of organisation that, that deals with the fan engagement team. Um, so obviously they were there, and they they sort of uh, facilitated a lot of the um, sort of engagement with the supporters clubs and um, tried to support them in terms of who would be attending each of the functions. Um, to, to be honest, I, I'm I'm only privy to what I saw. I, mm-hmm. I'm not aware of who did travel from the from the sort of the, the senior echelons within the club and, and what departments were represented. But, but yeah, I, I, I can't really add any more to that. I, I I travelled as a fan with the fan advisory board and literally been set up the week prior. Um, I, 
yeah, I I know that the fan engagement team were there because because uh, I saw a, a few of the members of the team and, and obviously they'd obviously have to be involved to to make sure that sort of Tim Howard was there as a club ambassador and there's obviously events with with sort of Leon Osman and the likes as well. Yeah, okay, but then in, in terms of if you look at where you're going to engage with the club, one of the areas that you're going to engage in is finance, for example, finance and revenue generation. Yeah. Um, so I hear what you say about the, the role of the of the fans forum, uh, but that, as as you say, is a sort of an operational issue. Um, and and I know, I know, in terms of international fan groups, that that works very very well. But in terms of lifting it up and taking it to the the higher level in terms of you know strategic level with, within the football club is isn't this a like a primary case of where you as an observer or where other Evertonians as observers of what, what went on then can't validly ask a question well why why was it that we weren't able to buy the shirt you know, so so, so personally I, I saw the, the worst shirts available um however look this is a it's an immature organization it's a this is all a learning process and, and, and who, sorry, back, who's, right? the, who's the image? It's in the, the fan advisory board. It's, right. it's it's only been in place three weeks, so it's 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 a new organisation. Um, obviously, the points that you're raising now, hopefully, will be in a better place come Sydney tour. Um, so I plan on going to Sydney with a wife, and 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 hopefully be able to sort of be in a position to to to, to highlight these these areas ahead of ahead of the trip when we do meet with the club next in September. <laughs> but you have to wait to, set, to September to do it. I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not being unreasonable. I'm just asking. Yeah. So it's so as I'm saying. So obviously the fan advisory boards met once. We're due to meet with the club again in, in in September. Hopefully by that time we would have had an opportunity to make sure that we're, we're a lot more established in terms of our processes. Um, and then then so we've got three months basically or another two months to, to to sort of try and get as much of that in place prior to meeting with the club and on our next sort of planned uh, meeting. So, Jazz, I appreciate what you're saying about you're in the early stages of um, the fan advisory board. If I sort of gave you a crystal ball and you could tell me what it's going to look like in 12 months' time, what's it going to look like? I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that, that there'll be clear evidence of, of areas that, that we have challenged the club with and, and be in a position to, to prove the evidence that, that it is a meaningful um, board, that, that we have got teeth and we have added value and, and helped or tried to work with the club to, to, to make it better. Okay. Can you can you be more more, more, more specific than that? Um or am I being unreasonable and asking you? I, 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 I haven't I haven't got a better answer to that to be honest. I, I, okay. yeah, I, I think I think I mean, well, we need to have a chat. We, we, we've obviously discussed within the fan advisory board on what a lot of our um, sort of different work strands are, and um, we're, we're all sort of analysing those at the moment and trying to work out a priority order. And then once we do work out what our priority issues are, then I'll be in a position to then hopefully say, well, this is priority one. Hopefully within three to six months we'll have. We'll have meaningful movement on that, and, and something to sort of declare to the fan base. All right, it's fair enough. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to commit to stuff that you haven't yet um, discussed and stuff. So, um, well, uh, I suspect then we probably need to talk to each other in this format in six months' time, and and, and when when there's a bit more uh, flesh on the bone. 
Yeah, absolutely, Paul. And, and obviously, yeah. we've, we've been chatting together for the well, best part of two years now. So even even though it may not be a formal podcast, if you have got sort of any sort of constructive words, criticism, thoughts, ideas, you, you know the channels are always open to sort of carry on our, our engagement. But yeah, I certainly think that obviously there's more than me on the, the fan advisory board. So it, it'd be nice if we can get some of the other personalities out, out um, sort of sort of facing the media as well. And I'd, if, if there's no other sort of volunteers, I'd certainly be able to pick up that chat in six months' time if, if that's the proposed timeline. Actually, just just on that point of, of the other members of the um, fan advisory board, so as it stands at the moment, you've got a group of people who have been um, who are effectively representative, representatives of existing groups, and then you've got a number of people that have been um, voted for independently. So they sort of somewhat independent candidates yeah. is it your is it your intention and again you might not be able to answer this but is it your intention to sort of, to like nominate responsibilities to uh, individuals in terms of like you know the subject matters so for example strategic vision heritage um obviously heritage could go to the heritage society so, uh, so, so supporter yeah. engagement stadium relocation is it your intention so that people will know who they approach if if they've got a particular topic in mind yeah so the i think there's sort of two sides to that so there's one um obviously there's there's organizations organizations in place that have reserved positions on the fab who we not we need to make sure that we get the boundaries clear so um, one of the examples for example um could be stadium so if we're talking about stadium and um there's dialogue to be had in terms of fan facing um, issues customer experience then i'd suggest that that level of conversation potentially sits with the, the fans forum if it's to do with accessibility then edza if it was to do with, with um, the potential um, museum sites in the pump house then potentially the heritage society but we, we need to have the chats between the groups of reserved organizations and see exactly where the boundaries lie and um, but then obviously we'll be discussing as a fan advisory board how how we will be best placed and best um, best cited basically to, to, to give feedback and have dedicated points of contact in terms of all these different work strands that, that, that we will be working with. So it's, it's, um, I hear what you're saying in terms of you know, where, where the established groups lie and where there's a sort of overlap in terms of the fan advisory board. But say, for example, somebody came and said, we, want, we wanted to talk about revenue generation. Say, for example, somebody said, we want to talk about compliance because we're worried about the these aspects of the club would it be the case that they would come to you or would it be the case that you're over over, over time you're going to say right uh just pick it pick a figure i don't know um tony whittaker is the guy to talk to about compliance so so obviously they're, they're the discussions we're having at the moment um obviously if, if if there's any sort of areas that, that the fans want to raise at the moment i'd probably suggest sending them to myself and then when we have got these nominated areas if, if that's the way we go then at least the information hasn't been sort of lost it, it, it will be sort of formally captured so so my my email address is chair at efc fanadvisoryboard.com um, and, and certainly in the interim until we are a, a bit more established then uh, if, if any any sort of uh, um, queries come through to that email address we'll, we'll make sure that they are managed and, and, and looked after okay um really appreciate your time is, is there anything you haven't said that you want to say before we finish? Um, probably just to, to summarise where, where we started, I suppose, where personally, we're, we're all Evertonians. I, I don't think that somebody's opinion on on how much or how little or how or what their opinions are about Everton should, should 
should be any just cause for abuse. And, there, and, and as I said before, there's there's lots of support that comes out. But it, unfortunately, look, look, look at the speech Paddy the Baddy gave at the weekend. I mean, mental health is a big thing. So that the more sort of criticism and abuse that Blues are giving each other, it's, it's not helpful for anyone. Because ultimately, we all do want the best Everton football club we can have as soon as we can get it. And, 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 and I think that's clear. So um, obviously, we're, I'd, I'd like to think that we can all treat each other with sort of tolerance and respect. And, and hopefully, that's the best way to, to sort of get our club moving in the direction we want it to move. I, I totally agree with that. I suppose that the flip side in terms of wanting a better Everton is that we shouldn't be scared to challenge. Uh, as long as challenge is done in the right way, it's constructive, it's not personal, and it's certainly not abusive. No, exactly, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think I, I speak on behalf of almost every Evertonian, hopefully all Evertonians, in wishing you the best of luck because it sounds like you've got a huge amount of work ahead of you to get Victim, the victim for punishments, aren't I? Victim <laughs> 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 for punishments. Yeah. Indeed. No, I mean, you've got a huge amount of work ahead of you. And I think, um, you know, from, from my perspective and a lot of other people I know, uh, there's a lot of goodwill out there to make this work right because everybody wants a better football club. Um, but there is a feeling also, as, for example, you've seen by um, protest groups and organisations, uh, that we can't continue running in the way that we've run and been run in the past. So there's a balance between yes, wanting to help, yes, recognising what people have done in the past, but also wanting real and significant change because the only way we're going to get a better Everton at the end of the day is through real and significant change. Exactly, and and, and ultimately that, that there might be different ways to do that, but I think we, we all agree that, that whichever avenue gets the most success, as, as long as we do get the success, I think I think that's, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, success and change, or yeah. change and success, I think. Um, Jazz, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I hope I haven't given you a hard time. You can go and have a nice glass of beer now. After that. Oh, I'm, I'm off to beer till tomorrow. I'll need to try out after America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but American beer is not very strong, is it? So. Oh, I think it's more to do with the volume than the... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if I go back and look through all the videos, you always had a pint, pint in your hand, so perhaps... Oh, the they, they, were, they were framed for the camera, they were. I can't see it. <laughs> All right, Jazz. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you to everybody for listening. And if you've got any questions to follow up on, contact Jazz or even contact me. Thank you so much.